hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health, therapy, or assistance that you feel that you may be in need of. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two wonderful little boys. I was in a very toxic marriage of 11 years and just recently I decided that I was going to take my life back. Um, I will be sharing with you guys my journey as my new chapter unfolds. It's been very challenging and uplifting just been a very interesting journey so I'm here to help and hopefully empower those who find themselves in the same situation or a similar situation to gain that confidence and take their life back as well so once again thanks for listening Good morning and happy Wednesday. We made it once again midweek. It's the 13th of March. Wow, where is time going? Oh my goodness. And it's my 60th episode. Wow. I have quite a few things to share with you guys. So stay tuned. Let's hear from our sponsors. Take a short break. I will be right back. Okay, you guys know how I work. We are going to be multitasking. I am going to start my midweek laundry. I'm trying to get everything in order and I'm trying to just get back on this groove because, you know, a single mama who's busy, we got to multitask. We cannot just do one thing at a time. It just doesn't work that way, right? I mean, I think anybody, even people who aren't single parents, you got kids, you got to multitask. Let's just be honest. That's the way our world turns, multitasking. So I found that if I do my laundry more than once a week, I get a whole lot more done. Things stay in order. And well, for the most part, you know, if I don't have to go feel like I'm, you know, Easter egg hunting for clothes around the house, then everything is all good. But unfortunately, yes, I am still Easter egg hunting, even though I've told these children to put their clothes in the hamper. Hmm. Any ideas, moms, on how you get your children to keep their clothes in the hamper or get them to go in the hamper? If you have any thoughts and suggestions for that, I am all ears and open to any new suggestions. But for the most part, I think I've been pretty consistent with getting my kids to at least initiate this process. Yeah, so I decided to take a short break with a lot of things because I've had, like always, some challenges. It's never really easy in the world of, you know, rebuilding. Never, never, never. 
I wish I could say that, you know, even on the easy days, there's some days that could be pretty challenging, but I believe it's more the easier days. It's just the fact that we're so used to the challenging days that even the smallest challenges are nothing. Sorry, I just needed to drink some water. I just finished some stuff at work and now I'm moving on to just getting everything situated around the house. It's a good feeling. I woke up this morning. Last night I threw out a lot of paperwork and things that I no longer need. That's another thing that I have to add. It's like we hold on to a bunch of things and, you know, it's like this is like where Marie Kondo comes in and says, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Well, a lot of us, I think, me personally, I hold on to not like it's purposefully, but I find myself holding on to a bunch of items that I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Like paperwork, oh, I might have to look at this later. <laughs> look it over now. Well, it's kind of funny because you look it over now and then later on you like find or you'll <clears throat> put aside some paperwork that's just like, okay, this is my look through later pile. And then that accumulates. I'm, I've yet to facilitate some kind of process for that as well. Well, with my mail, that's actually the worst that I have because I will be like, oh, a bill. The funny thing is I get everything via email. So I don't even know why I'm proceeding to <clears throat> still get, you know, still get the letters and, and, and hoard them. But I've actually been doing pretty good with that. I've been throwing them away. I go into the mail room and if I see something that I don't really need like the junk mail or what have you I just toss it there's no point in keeping it so uh what else oh so here's another thing you know uh speaking of trying to just be rid of things look my friends I'll be honest for the longest time I was trying to get rid of my wedding dress and you know, not just because of the memories behind it, but I just, I, I don't want to hold on to things anymore. And um, one of the reasons why I haven't recorded, I've actually recorded, but have not come around to publishing these episodes. I know, kind of weird. Not really. But I've had quite a bit on my mind. And I was talking to my boyfriend the other day and I told him that, hey, you know, I actually had after like seven months, I finally had a few people like, you know, contact me for the dress. And I was like, wow, okay, well, you know, that's what's up. But, you know, it's funny because I get it. It's kind of like the dress. It's like very, you know what I mean? I... And people are trying to shop on a budget, and but still, at the same time, it's like, it's your special day. You want to look great. And, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not like, oh, 
oh my God, you know, putting my cross, my cross up, oh, weddings and stuff like that. Now, you know what? I am still all for that happily ever after. And if anybody, if people are able to find love, then hey, why not? I'm not one to be bitter. So I have to share with you guys. Um, Sunday, somebody actually contacted me for the dress and you know, it sounded like she was ready to pick it up. She was supposed to pick it up like one o'clock that afternoon, but didn't pull through. I don't know why. No offense to those that will take offense to this, but why is it that people are like natural flakes? You know, I mean, it's like people kind of flake out with everything, but I guess we just have to understand human nature. People get cold feet with everything. I mean, people get cold feet about am I going to fill my tank up with gas today or should I just wait? And then it's like they get ready and then they're like, you know what? I'm going to just fill up my tank last minute before I have to go to my destination tomorrow. But like I said, with this, I completely get it. It's the wedding dress and it's, you want to look good. Anyhow, so she wanted me, this gal wanted me to take the dress out and take pictures of it. She wanted a picture of the petticoat and what have you. And I was like, okay, no problem without even thinking anything of it. So mind you, the last time I took this dress out to take pictures of it was seven months ago when my separation was still pretty fresh. And so anyhow, I take this dress out and I'm like, wow. I mean, I want to say a train wreck of... Mixed emotions, no, I do not miss my ex. But what went through my head was like, yeah, I got flashbacks of the wedding day and, you know, everybody that was there. It was just so many memories that were just tied to this dress. And I was like, oh my goodness, what it, like, you know, I was thinking to myself, why did I do this to myself? Like, seriously, what did I, what, why did I do this? I was thinking so many different thoughts, like, man, you know, um, bitter thoughts came in and I was just like, this whole entire thing was complete and utter bullshit, you know? Um, you know, I just have to share it. It's just the way my marriage was, it's kind of funny. You guys will probably, your, your, your jaws will probably drop, but I initially, um, I mentioned before I initially got married, I eloped and got married at the Fontana Library. Yeah. And ironically, I never had a wedding ring. Never. Uh, after we eloped and got married, I ended up going to, I believe it was Daniel's, and I got my ex-husband an $800 ring. I financed it, and yeah. I wasn't very smart. Well, anyways, it was financed and what have you. I ended up trading in one of the rings that I had bought for myself and just kind of financed it. And he got himself a ring and, you know, um, did I get one? Nope. I actually had to wear a ring that I had bought myself from grad or after graduating nursing school. It was my gift to myself. But I wore that on my left finger. And I'm like, hurrah, I'm married. I never got a ring. And when we actually had our, our ceremony where everybody was invited, my mom basically 
passed down her ring, which my dad gave her, which I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, it, it was kind of funny because towards the end of my marriage, I stopped wearing that ring because I was like, wait, 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 why am I going to wear a ring that was not from, from you? You know, usually, yes, I get the whole passing rings down and everything. But the funny thing about this whole thing is usually when that happens, let, correct me if I'm wrong, it's uh, usually like coming from the guy side of the family if, if that was the case. But I never did get a ring. So things throughout this marriage were never really done properly. In a sense, it was kind of like I felt like we were just playing house. It just wasn't done correctly or properly. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I felt like I was not cherished enough. And I'm not saying this to be materialistic, but it's the whole symbolic aspect behind the whole you know, ring. So I was like, wow, you know, I had a wedding dress and everything and it's just like, okay, yeah. You know, usually when a man gives a woman a ring and asks for, you know, her hand in marriage, that's, you know, pretty symbolic. But again, I never got that. So I was just like, okay, this is quite lovely. And there was that thought. Then I was thinking, you know, how much of a headache we had because, you know, he was kind of a bridezilla or a groomzilla. He wanted everything his way. And, I mean, that was fine. Our wedding was, it, it was a good turnout, you know. It was something that we accomplished together. And, you know, since we eloped, nobody approved of us. We were just kind of like... You know, um, that was a big deal for us. But, you know, I look at that and I do remember the happy moments of the wedding. But now, when I really think about it, after everything, you know, all of that, that all went down the drain, you know? And not trying to put blame on just one person because it takes two people to wreck a marriage. Many people think that I'm just like putting the blame on him. That's what I've been told at least. But it's not that at all. You know, like I continuously said, I had some parts in this marriage falling apart. But what I'm getting at is it really hit me that that part of my life did not work out and it fell apart. And I kind of became an emotional wreck for that moment when, you know, I, I looked at everything and I was just like, okay, well, you know, within a blink of an eye, it's all gone, you know? And um, within a blink of an eye, the one person that I thought was my best friend and was always going to be there for me no matter what, was actually the person that was causing more harm to me. And so I was like, wow. And I just remembered all of those memories, and now here I am, you know, uh, 
just raising these kids on my own. But I'll be honest, you know, it's like, it's just more of like, bam, wow, this is crazy. I, I'm not thinking, you know, wow, I wish I could go back to that or, you know, because the last few months of my life in that house was just, it was not happy. I felt like a prisoner. I felt caged. I felt trapped. And, you know, I look at how my kids were then and now when I'm just like, okay, well, I made the right choice. Even though it, it's hard, you know what I mean? It's like I glance over, but I never look back. There's no point in it. And I feel accomplished even though I do have certain struggles right now and obstacles that I'm having to endure you know it's like I know that within a year or a few months from now I'll look back and say wow I remember when I was going through this and I thought that this was impossible and even now as I look back on you know having the uh the fear of leaving my ex-husband I I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, I remember being in my home office, you know, for, well, as I'm working and just being completely miserable and everybody telling me you need to leave. And I'm just like, how? I don't have the finances. I don't think I'm equipped to make it out on my own. I don't think I could be a single mom. I'm going to have to do all of this on my own. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But now here I am, you know, I'm surviving. I am managing and, you know, it's like, I feel blessed, my friends. It's like, I... I feel like now my children, because at first I was like, how are they going to adjust? Are they going to be emotional wrecks? Am I going to have to take them to therapy? What's going to happen? Or, you know, it's just, it's crazy because prior to, to all of this, I was the dependent wife that basically waited for my husband to make decisions for all of us. And now it's like, you know, here I am protecting my sons and just kind of being like that mama hen and just putting them under my wing and saying, okay, well, I have no idea where we're going. It's raining, but we're going to find a way, you know, just kind of taking control of the situation and just getting through everything. And it's a good feeling because now, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my kids went from like being a complete, like, Well, they were never emotional. They were emotional for the first few months. And, you know, I didn't really have to say much. They saw through their dad's actions and their dad's absence what he really was. You know, I don't believe in bad-mouthing the other parent, though I get accused of doing that many times and then got... Actually, I got (laughs) bad-mouthed. They bad-mouthed me. And, you know, the thing that's ironic about that is it was my own family that was literally bad-mouthing me to my children as I was outside on the porch listening to them. So, you know, I'm blessed because no matter how much bad crap they were feeding into my children, my children were not believing it because they know me, because they've been in the situation with me, so they were not biting that, that bait, you know, and my kids are smart enough to not get manipulated or confused. So I'm very blessed for that. But I've noticed a big change, you know. My children, prior to us leaving their dad, they were failing. 
And I, you know, I didn't think that they were truly that affected by what was going on until I started seeing their grades and, you know, how they were doing in school behaviors at school. And I was like, wow. So finally, you know, um, they, you know, in the beginning, I'm like stammering right now. In the beginning, I did notice that they were having some issues and I think they were getting acclimated to the new school. So during the first parent-teacher conference, they were telling me, well, this needs improvement. Everything needed improvement. So, and I had mentioned in my previous episodes, I did have the parent-teacher conference and I spoke with a teacher and I let them know what was going on. And it broke my heart because, like I said, I did not know that they were taking it so hard. But this was in the beginning. This was around August, September, when they first started at this new school. And, you know, um, I didn't really get to talk to their teachers as much. But, you know, it's like their teachers told me I kind of knew something was going on. I said, why? And they, they told me about how they were, you know, and I said, wow. Okay. So with that, I have to say that, you know, I, I received their report cards. They were a little bit nervous about showing me the report cards, but, you know, I took a step back and I looked at the first trimester to the next trimester and I said, wow, you guys have improved. Uh, you know, we could brush up on reading a bit, but I was like, you guys have improved. I'm so happy. You know, and uh, they're learning how to cook. They're, you know, now they're keeping up with chores. Actually, I told them no Fortnite during the weekdays. So now they're playing only on the weekends. You know, they're honoring that, they're actually honoring that um, request or, or rule of mine. And, you know, I am, I'm proud of them for that. You know, the self-discipline that they're, you know, that they're starting off with, it's, it's great. And I think they notice a change in mommy as well. So it's always about being a good example. So I'm very happy for that. You know, um, I know that these struggles are only going to bring us closer together. I know that things might be tough. But all of us will learn valuable lessons from this. This I know. So, like I said, I just, you know, I am excited for what's to come. I'm grateful. I try to really embrace gratitude. I really try to show the kids that I am thankful for a lot that we have that Many people would be, you know, happy to have that don't, you know, they, they don't have what we have. So just a reminder, look at the beauty that you have around you. If you're out on your own and you're struggling and you feel like you don't have any support, if you have friends that are not family that have supported you, be that, you know, Go ahead and just allow them in and, you know, it's okay if 
you have family members that are not supportive of you. You know, that doesn't make you a bad person. Don't question, you know, don't question yourself based off of how they treat you. I had to learn that the hard way. And now I'm getting my, my strength back and my self-confidence back little by little. I have some days that are, in a sense, worse than others. But I do my best to hang on and just keep, keep on going. And you should too. You should never question anything if you know in your heart what you're doing is right. I'm going to take a short break. Let's hear from our sponsors once again. So just give me a few moments and I will see you soon. Welcome back. Well, you know, to finish this topic off, I know that it's hard when you feel alone, but really have the thought in your head that you aren't alone because you have your children and you have yourself more importantly. And know that even if challenges come your way they're there for a reason they're there to help you grow they're help they're there to help you realize things and I've been there before things always get better so that's all I have for you guys for this episode and I do wish you guys the best for the next <laughs> few days of this the, the remainder of this week I cannot talk today and yes well once again thank you guys for listening I'm your host and friend Cherry Golightly be kind to yourself and we will get through this together bye for now